Hey everyone, we hope you're having a great week. My name is Eric Johnson, and along with my wife Candace, we are the lead pastors of Studio. We are based in Greenville, South Carolina, and we just want to take a moment and say hello and say thanks for listening to this podcast. So with that, let's get right to it. I don't need a lot of time to share what I'm going to share, but I was just down the front row, just, just found myself incredibly grateful for what's happening right now. I don't know about you, but what, what's happening in this space, what's happening in each other's lives, what's happening in our lives outside of this space is just something to just be super proud of and to be incredibly grateful for. And I, I love hearing stories from many of you just talking about how like you found a home. You found a home, maybe it's in this room, but some of you found a home with someone else. Like, I got friends now. And I know I don't, wanna, I don't wanna make light of it, but for some of you, having friends has been a journey for you to get your place in life, to actually have a community of people that deeply care for you. And I just, I'm just grateful for what's happening in this space. And, I feel like saying thanks and just saying thanks. I know my wife would say the same thing. Thanks for just leaning in and being a part of this experiment, this journey that right now we're calling studio. And I love the word studio. It's, it's, it's our metaphor. It's our idea. It's the idea of studio is a space where beautiful things are created and where God and people meet. And so I just want to just take a brief moment and say thank you for those of you that have leaned in from day one or you leaned in from last week, whatever time frame you've been connected to us. And it means the world. You know, it means the world, I know, for, for my wife and I. It means the world because what's happening is actually just an idea. What's happening was just like, man, wouldn't it be cool wouldn't it be cool if, if something like this took shape? And we keep saying this like it's just the beginning, but dang, if some reason everything stopped tomorrow, I'd be just thrilled. Not about it stopping, but I'd be thrilled about what's happened in the last eight months. I'd just be thrilled because I know many of you know what this feels like where you have this idea that feels kind of far off, kind of feel almost impossible or maybe even feels like, is that even real? And so for us, we just kind of pinch ourselves daily around the idea that, for one, we're in South Carolina, which we still pinch ourselves around the fact that we're in South Carolina. Like Candace, I can't believe we're in South Carolina. She's like, I know, I can't believe we're in South Carolina. And it still, it still hits us, you know? It's like when you're married, like, oh yeah, I'm married. I forgot I was married and two years go by, you know? And uh, you wake up like, Oh yeah, I'm married. Okay, it's good. I'm in bed with someone else and I'm married. You know, you just, I know the first year, like every morning, oh no, did I mess up? No, I didn't mess up. I, I, uh, anybody remember that experience or that just me? Okay, a few of you, good. It was really strange. It was like, oh shoot. <laughs> now I got to tell my parents and it's, oh no, no, I made a covenant. We're good. We're good. Everything's good. I completely lost my train of thought, so I will end, I will end with, on a serious note, thank you. Just thank you. And um, we're just really grateful. For the last few weeks, we've had guests. We've had Banning here. We had my dad here. And then last week, Candace and I spent the whole 
time just talking about where we're going and what we envision in our future. And I actually want to pick up where I left off, I think, four weeks ago now. And we, we spent two weeks specifically on two topics, but they're actually the same topic. They're just kind of segueing into each other. And the first one was Home for Humanity. And if you haven't listened to podcasts and this is your home, I would encourage you, please listen to it. And Home for Humanity moved into what we call the zero place. And just to give context, the zero place is, is you, it's, it's me, it's us. And we all have a home, a first place. We all have a second place, which is our work. And we all have a third place, which can be different for every person in here. It could be a gym, it could be a church, it could be a coffee shop, it could be a variety of things. But we recognize that what creates those spaces and places in our life is you and me. We're the common denominator in all those spaces. So we talked about the zero place. Today, we're going to take zero place a little bit farther. And it's coming from a motivation and deep in me that I, I, want, to, I want to just kind of paint a picture of, of where we're going and, and what's in my heart. And I want to start off with a passage in Genesis 1, verse 31. If you have your absolute Bible, I'm just going to read it. So by the time you get there, I'll probably be done with it. But if you're taking notes, write it down. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. Genesis 1.31. You jump ahead two chapters to Genesis 3. This is where you come upon the story of Adam and Eve sinned. They sinned against God. God told them, do not eat of this tree. And Adam and Eve ate of the tree. And that's when sin entered the equation. So Genesis 3 is the story of that. And you can imagine just the the shock to the everything in existence when this happened. You can imagine the universe reverberated a groan because man and woman had sinned. So Genesis 3 is the introduction of sin to humanity. And then if you go all the way to the end of the Bible to Revelations chapter 21, we're going to read in verse 1. It says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea. He was seated on the throne and said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. That's Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 through 5. We live in a Genesis 3 world with a Genesis 1 blueprint with a trajectory to a Revelation 21 future. A few weeks ago, we talked about zero place and everywhere we go. And it's a powerful moment when you get to the core of what's happening deep inside you. When you begin to take stock of what's going on in the very fabric of who you are and when you're honest about it. I don't think it takes much to figure out what's going on down there, but some of us don't want to admit that that's going on down in there. It's a powerful moment when you get honest with yourself. Because when you begin to recognize that what's deep inside you, you begin to make the connection that every environment you step into, every environment that you create, every environment that you move into is affected by what's going on deep inside you. And to live life thinking 
that I don't affect my surroundings is naivety, it's ignorance. And we also recognize that when we step into spaces, those environments actually affect you. We all know that one well. You go into a dentist's office. We all know that experience. Or we go into a certain business, or we go into someone's home, and it's like, all of a sudden, why am I feeling something I didn't feel the moment I was outside the threshold of this establishment? It's because you step into an environment that is actually the fruit of someone else's soul. And you ran into it. And so we understand that this zero place is, is a battleground. The title of this talk is The Battle Within. And I, my heart today is to actually inspire you and to motivate you to fight those battles within your soul. Two of you, that's good. If we get two, then I'm, I, I think it'll, we'll, we'll be able to take over the world from there. Because when you begin to take stock of what's happening in you, you begin to realize, oh, I'm creating something out of fear, pain, or anxiety, or confusion, or chaos. But imagine if you, instead of creating out of pain and fear and anxiety, you created a future of walking through pain, through anxiety, and through fear. Imagine what kind of spaces you'll create when that takes place. But you have to be willing to fight the battle within. You have to be willing to be honest, like what's going on deep inside you. I don't know about you, this may just be me, but have you ever noticed that a lot of good comes out of you? And evil comes out of you? No chuckles on that one, I can tell, because we don't want to admit that. But let's just be honest, like I, I don't want to put a facade on this. I just, just be real with each other. At least be real with yourself. Like there's good that comes out of us. I mean, we all have something innate in us. We just want to do good. There's very rare to find a human that has no desire to do good. Maybe not a lot of desire, but it's hard to find a human on earth that had zero desire to do good. It's safe to say that everyone in this room actually has something in them that wants to do good. But have you also noticed there are moments where the opposite comes out? Especially on the highways here in <laughs> South Carolina. It's remarkable how, how we actually get around this place. Like, I've lost count of how many times I've almost died. My dad and I were driving around and he was commenting on my, my driving skills have deteriorated. I said, dad, dad, no, 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 you've got it wrong. If you don't drive this way, you die. But, and on a seriousness, and that's true, I actually believe that. If I don't floor it, I'm dead. It's a red light, I don't care, I'm going. But in all seriousness, there are moments where something dark comes out of our mouth. Or something evil emerges. And we're like, what is this? And I don't want to facade it, and I don't want to get so self-centric on it, but I want to highlight this because I'm convinced if you confront that, 
and be willing to go to battle with that. Imagine what kind of spaces and places you can create. Our souls are, um, we understand it, but then we don't. It's this thing. It's like this invisible space that we don't even know if it has a limitation on it. It's the one part of us, like my mind has a capacity. It's only this big. My body has a certain capacity. It's only this size. But when you start getting into the invisible space of who we are as human beings, it's a whole nother conversation. And, and our souls are, are like incubators for good and evil. Our, our souls are like a greenhouse of sorts. If the conditions are right, whatever's in there will grow. And, and I want to just encourage us today. We are actually called to do good. And I want to increase my capacity to do good but I have to be willing to fight the battles within that are hard to fight. I'm always shocked about how angry I can get. I'm really shocked at how bitter I can get. It's terrifying. It's like I didn't even know that was possible. And we all bring up our stories, well, I'm a pastor's kid. Wow, that's not even possible. Well, I, you know, and we come up, we create these stories to try to explain it. Why don't we stop explaining and just realize, man, that is the part of me I need to fight. That is the part of me I need to be willing to confront in my life. Paul says this in Romans 12. Romans, he doesn't hold back on this whole conversation. In Romans 12, verse 21, he says this, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. He's like, guys, evil wants to take you over. Evil wants to get inside your incubator and grow. But Paul's saying, don't let it. Overcome evil with good. George Lucas understood this concept really well. His entire enterprise of Star Wars was built on the concept of the force is strong, but can you resist the force of darkness? and embrace light. I, I wish it was the other way. I wish it was hard to resist light. And easy to resist darkness. Why is darkness so much work? Why is it if we're not careful, we slip into this space where all of a sudden evil, darkness, this thing wants to do, and we have to fight against this thing. And George Lucas understood it. Tolkien understood this. His entire framework was we are in a battle of good versus evil. It's humility versus pride. Rings of power. If you haven't watched it yet, I highly recommend it. I love it. The latest rendition of a Tolkien story. But Ring the Power understands this, that like, if you don't do anything, evil will increase. So sometimes we think, well, I'm, I'm so busy just not doing evil things, but we forget to do good. Solomon got this. 
Proverbs is this powerful book around wisdom and doing good and making the world a better place. If you want to increase good in your life and you want to create a construct in your mind and in your soul, read Proverbs every day. I mean, it is just, it is just solid. But if you want to experience the same guy who wrote this incredible book around doing good and becoming a great person, he also wrote another book called Ecclesiastes. Same guy. And he questioned everything. He questions, is it even worth it? I've done all this and it's now pointless. Are you guys with me this afternoon? In Romans chapter 7, verse 21, Paul makes this statement. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. Some of you may have never read that verse before, but that, that, that's in your face. Paul's like, Paul, the apostle Paul, said, I want to do good, but man, evil's talking to me. And at the end of this thought, he said, thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. So I want you to understand something. If your idea of good and evil is becoming gray, you're greatly mistaken. <laughs> if your idea of good and evil is becoming a non-conversation or non-reality in your construct, you're heading down a slippery slope. Uh, my goal isn't to paranoid us. My goal is to take stock of the world that we live in today. Jesus spent three years shaping his 12 disciples so that they could create a future with hope, redemption, and grace. Because up until that point, all of humanity, the known world, had no hope in a future. They had no idea what the future was going to hold. All they knew is they were getting deeper and deeper and deeper into evil and darkness and sin. There was no hope. So Jesus stepped on the scene. Not only does he take care of business, but he grabbed a group of 12 disciples and he shapes and forms their zero place. He redefined what it means to be human. He began to teach him the way. Jesus teaches how to be. And Jesus begins to teach these 12 disciples. So when Jesus ascends back to the Father, he tells his disciples, now go and get the kingdom to earth. And now we are here two plus thousand years later. And it's still happening. Because Jesus shaped and formed the zero place. As we know, the pandemic has happened, and our government can't decide if it's over or not, but our president said it's over, but apparently the health department said it's not over, so regardless, I think it's over. And we are now in post, post, whatever that's worth, I don't know, my opinion. We are now in post, post-pandemic reality, and it's interesting to kind of take a, take a look at the landscape of people. And it's fascinating because for some people, they accelerated. For some people, they exploded and are thriving. But it's amazing how many people are still stuck. 
Because we had two or three years, we have now have neural pathways shaped in our minds that are motivated by fear and anxiety and loss. And it's not to say it wasn't a challenge because it was for every human. But now we've got thought processes. We've got patterns of life that are actually driven by fear and anxiety. And I want to call you out today. I want to call you out of that place. Fight the battle to not let fear and anxiety. More people are becoming millionaires and billionaires in this pandemic than before. Why? Because there are certain individuals that refused to let fear and anxiety determine how they live life. I remember at the very beginning of the pandemic, it was, we were obviously in California at the time, and I remember getting up and I said, we have to determine who we want to be on the other side of this now. Because if we don't, this will shape us. This will form us. And so maybe you're here today and you recognize that your life is steered by fear and anxiety. Guess what? Fight the battle with it. Go face to face with it. Because when you conquer that land, when you conquer that territory, that much more good comes out of you. There's a really beautiful principle in the Bible about David and Goliath. And most of us know this story. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just give me a few more minutes here. David and Goliath, it's an amazing story of this little boy who defeats this monstrosity of a, a human. And Goliath had a sword. And there are different scholars will tell us how large this sword was. But let's just say if you're nine feet tall, your sword's going to be pretty large. And Goliath is dead. David is now he's in this fugitive space of his life where he's running from everybody because the, there's a target on him. And it's a complex story. But he's running for his life. And he runs into the temple to talk to the priest. And he runs in and says, do you have any weapons here? And the priest said, actually, we do. Goliath's sword is over there. So David runs over and picks up the very sword that tried to defeat him years earlier. The very sword, not a replica, the sword, tried to defeat him years earlier. And David picked up the weapon that was used against him, and now it became his greatest weapon. You see, hope only makes sense if it's met darkness. You can't watch a YouTube tutorial on how to have hope. You actually have to have face-to-face -face conversation with darkness that's trying to defeat your hope. And when your hope is able to go above and beyond what darkness is telling you, your hope means something. Some of you don't know that your greatest strength is because you're still in the battle for it. It's very fascinating how, how the enemy likes to get involved in your life, likes to attack the very spot that's actually your greatest strength. Some of you are in the middle of a battle right now. You're in a battle inside and, and you go through days of like you're motivated, you're inspired, and other days you just want to ignore all of it. I just want to say today, fight that battle. 
Fight it. Push through. Get Jesus involved. Some battle, Jesus said, step to the side. I'll take care of this one. And other battles, he said, you need to fight this one. Whatever it is for your story, I just want to challenge you. Fight these battles because the world needs you. Greenville needs you. We actually get to create the future. I want to end by reading a passage of Scripture. It's about 10, 11 verses. And I want to challenge you, don't just zone out when I'm reading this. This is, this is a powerful passage of Scripture that I believe is an incredible articulation of what's in front of us as far as what we get to choose to do. Romans chapter 12, verse 9, verses through 21. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friend, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This right here is what society, culture, humanity needs. It needs people that will refuse to do what darkness wants you to do and choose to do good. Thank you for listening, and we hope this talk benefits you in every way possible. For more information about Studio, you can go to studiogreenville.com or go to Instagram and look for studio.greenville. We would also love it if you would leave a review and hit those five stars. Other than that, have a great week, and we'll see you soon.